My name is Randy Howell, and you're listening to the Faith and Fishing Podcast. Welcome to the Faith and Fishing Podcast. I'm Cam. And I'm Robert. In every episode, we're bringing you faith stories and fishing memories from some amazing members of the fishing community. So join us as we shed a positive light on all things faith and fishing. Hey, y'all. Welcome back to the Faith and Fishing Podcast. I'm Cam. Hey, and I'm Robert. And this is going to be an awesome episode with uh, just myself and Robert. And we're going to be, we've got a few things to talk about. So we're looking forward to that. Uh, first, just a couple housekeeping things. Um, so y'all already know, um, I went to that master class on uh, inshore saltwater fishing over at Cash and Rods. Um, uh, at this point, I guess it was last weekend. And um had an awesome time there those um if you are in the area and want to check out those master classes uh i think robert has the what you went to was that a master class as well it, it was it was like a, a kayak um bass fishing master class uh jody queen was there um a couple other guys um but yeah and then they did the tours and yeah. uh, it's pretty pretty good yeah, what I was going to say was the um between the the lunch and the um and the uh the the tour that they do of their of their rod making facility that alone was worth it to me. Um yeah. I mean definitely got some good information and learned a lot. Really, I was just telling Robert what I learned most was how similar um, how similar inshore saltwater fishing is to bass fishing. Whenever you really boil it down, find find the bait, or find the bait. You find the fish. You find uh, like it's, it's just a matter of you know learning learning how to fish the tides if you're in a tidal area, um, all that good stuff. But yeah, so um, but something that really stood out to me, Robert, was during that that. Uh, tour whenever he was telling us about making the rods and everything um so the amount of of detail and um and stuff that goes into that i mean he said i think it was um less than two percent of their rods don't make it through quality control yeah, it, it's just the amount of information and the and the quality control aspect of it is <clears throat> kind of mind boggling. But just to hear the whole process and you know his uh, background um, and basically like chemical engineering almost and putting those uh, uh, fibers together to to make the rods and just the detail and stuff that they go into in each uh, station. Uh, really, I was throwing casting rods before I even went to the kayak thing. Uh, but then I'm like, oh, yeah, definitely with the values that that company has and the attention to detail, um, you know, just sold me on their on that product even more. And, uh, you know, everybody at that facility um, is 
just top notch. So. Absolutely. And, and speaking of their rides, um, I mean, of course, you know, I couldn't be down there and not, not end up with at least one. And, um, so I ended up with the, the chatter grass. I knew you were going to say that. How did I know that? Uh, I, <laughs> I knew if you uh, bought one, it was going to be the chatter grass, right? Yeah. Um, and, uh, so I couldn't wait to get out. You know, uh, Henry and Caitlin were out of town all weekend. So um, I went to that on Saturday and Sunday. I decided to go out. I was only out for a couple hours and I had that, that chatter grass ride. And I was throwing a Mr. B Lure Company uh, bladed jig, the one I keep telling y'all about. Y'all think I'm crazy, but this thing, I, I keep telling y'all, I, I slayed them on them last year and it, I, I don't even tie on a jet jackhammer anymore. There you and, go. Um, if you follow, follow, uh, cam steel fishing on Instagram, um, or Facebook, I mean, you already know. Yep. You saw that big girl he posted busted my PB open. Um, yep. and it wasn't, it wasn't as long as my last PB. Um, but beat her by, by a half pound so yeah. my new pb is seven pounds um i caught her on that habanero color so it looks it's that red and orange like a fire craw man um it's it was it was funny i i casted a crankbait and i got it hung in a tree and i was like man before i go over here and blow this spot up like I was looking at my at my my graph, and it was like there's a big drop off there. There's a log right there. Something's got to go right over that log right now, and I'm not gonna pass it up. And I threw that that chatterbait, and right underneath the kayak, boom. And um, like I set the hook, thought I was hooked on that log, and then it pulled back, and I was like, oh goodness. Yeah. And then once I got her up to where I could see her, I was like, oh, man, that is a big fish. That's a new PB for sure. And I looked over and I was like, the rod that is that has a lure hung in the tree is right where I typically land fish. So I had to switch hands and try to land this this girl with the opposite opposite of how I normally do it. I got her in there, but yeah. So I, I was excited to see that picture posted and now to hear some of the backstory. This is the first time we've really talked about that. I saw it when you posted the picture. But so uh, a couple of questions. Number one, what do you think about the Chattergrass rod? Man, what a rod. What a rod. Right. You want to talk about a rod that can cast a Chatterbait yep. as so, far as you want to chuck it. Yep. I mean, the way it loads up on the cast is phenomenal. Yeah. I will say it's it, it's going to take some getting used to not having to pop the chatterbait out of the grass. I kept doing that, and then I was like, this rod's supposed to do it for you, Cam. got to just trust. Yeah, it will. So it's going to take some getting used to. <clears throat> man. My favorite thing is, is the feel of it. You still have the backbone to get that seven-pounder and set the hook and everything you need to do. But you can feel every vibration of that chatterbait. And uh, I started throwing all my spinning baits on that same rod, too. And 
I swear with that rod, you can feel it when the fish swims behind that. It, it, it really with the chatter bait or the uh, spinner bait, you can feel it when a fish swims behind it, even before they bite it sometimes. You'll feel the frequency of those blades. It'll shift. And I swear, every time you feel that thing shift, you're about to get a bite on it. And you don't, it's not every time you get a bite, because sometimes I think they come at it too fast, but I, I think they trail baits more than what I was thinking in my head. And this is the first rod I've ever been able to feel that on, just because you can feel that chatter bait and the spinner bait. You can feel both of those a lot more, I found, with that rod than anything I used before. I'm sure there are other rods that are comparable to that, but this was that was the first rod I could actually feel that on. The second question is, isn't it funny how we get used to things and always landing the fish on the same side, the net goes into the same place, and then if one thing's off, then it's like, oh my God, I got to go over here, but I can't reach the net with this hand. And right. then your graph is in the way if I land the fish over here. And even on a kayak, it's even amplified that much more. In a boat, you like to do it the same way too, but in a kayak, it's you have everything has got to be in a certain spot. And then when something's off, uh, but what a, a daggone pro move right there. It's like, you know what? I'm not going to go get that out until I make this cast and catch that fish. So, yeah, yeah that's I, a good deal. I, that was just, that was a spot that I was just like, I can't pass this up. And if I go over there, I'm going to blow it up. It's like this. Like, she just, I just had that, that gut instinct. Like there's a fish there. And I had not caught one. I had, I barely hooked one that on the crankbait, it, it, it had swiped at it and it, it didn't eat it. It had swiped at it and was barely skinned hook on the very tip of the lip. And I, as soon as I saw it, I was like, this one's not getting in the boat. And it came up and went like splashed like that at the top yeah. and threw the hook pretty easily. But, um, but yeah, it's like, I just can't pass that spot up, but um, I will say, um, let me get it pulled up here. Um, I want to make sure that I get his, his name, right. Um, let's see. <laughs> it is, uh, and I hope I'm pronouncing this right, but I want to give a shout out to Kieran Breck fishing um on instagram he he sent a or he he commented on it he was like yeah. what lake were you on <laughs> he's he's a fuquay too he said i don't know how old he is but i've been following him on instagram because i came across him one day and he had a that orange bingle fv sh uh fishing jersey on i was like oh wait this dude is from fuquay and so uh i followed him on there for the last couple of years and i tell you what dude's putting some fish in the boat now i'm like all right this i think he's maybe just by looking at him i'd say 12 13 14 right somewhere, somewhere around. around there but um he's fishing a lot of these uh i guess high school tournaments and um uh, killing it by the way it looks to me so but yeah so i told him to stay tuned to the faith and fishing podcast to find out um and i don't want to let him down uh, if he's listening, uh, so uh, that was on Lake Raleigh, believe it or not. Oh, okay. Uh, so it's a little lake, but it's got some got some biggins in there. Yeah. Um, so yeah, um, that was uh, 
that was certainly first thing. First thing I did once I got in the car was call my dad. I always call my dad when I catch a big fish. Um, and then I, uh, as soon as I got off the, uh, the phone with him, I sent, sent the picture to you and I sent the picture to a few others. So, um, you, since, since we last heard from you, I feel like it's been a while since you've been able to be on the podcast. Have you gotten out to do any no fish, no fishing. So, um, uh, my son went a couple of times on some ponds and he didn't really do that much and just been working, uh, chasing kids, uh, you know, this, softball baseball football whatever the sport it is at the moment never stops for us our younger son plays all the time year-round something and our daughter's softball for school started up so just got back from a scrimmage from her um so that that team's going to be a force they went pretty deep in the state playoffs last year i think to the quarterfinals and there were no seniors on that team last year so they returned everybody so they're looking to have another big year this year. So I'm having fun watching them play. And um, me and our family got a place at Oak Island. Uh, so it's going to be kind of a retirement deal on down the road once we get all the kids through school and off to college. Uh, so we've been working on that, trying to get it ready. We're going to do short-term rentals and then use it on the weekends when it's not rented out. So I'm glad you went to the saltwater master class because – you can uh, share all that knowledge when we start going down there and catching some reds and some trout and sheephead. So uh, I've been kind of force feeding myself YouTube videos of all those uh, different inshore species getting pumped up. So uh, I can't wait to go down there and do that. And we got daggone tournament, local tournament trails starting up uh, in the near future. Uh, so I'm pretty yeah. jacked. Yeah. I'm pretty I'm jacked about that this weekend. Yeah. Um, I will not so. be able to, to fish this weekend uh, for that tournament. I will. Uh, I took a, uh, I, I traded a shift with a guy at work to give him a, him a break. He typically, he typically fishes every set or he typically uh, works every Saturday. So I try to get yeah. a break every now and then, but um uh, but yeah, yeah, I'm not, I don't, I don't know if I'm doing the one on Saturday or not. Uh, the warm-up tournament. Uh, I may end up going up there and doing it. I don't even know what's on my calendar for Saturday yet. Um, but I'm, I'm trying to go to Norman for the um, CKA opener the weekend after that. I think it's on the 4th. Okay. I really would like to go do that. Um, I like Norman. only fished at one time for that Bassmaster qualifier a year and a half ago, but that was in November. So nothing that I did then is going to you know, shift to now, but it's a fun lake. I saw some people went uh, the last little bit that uh, some of the people that are in our circles and uh, seemed like they did pretty good when they went down there, some pretty good sized spots. Uh, so hopefully I can make it to, to that. I signed up for all the angular of the year points for both of those trails, but I don't know how many tournaments I'm going to end up making. So I'm going to fish what I can and go have fun and let the chips fall where they are so same yep all right man well uh let's um let's say thank you to a couple sponsors and then we will uh we'll get this uh get this episode rolling sounds good 
If finesse fishing is your comfort zone, something you want to learn better this year, or just something you like to tie on as a Hail Mary pass, Jade's Jigs has everything you need and more, and it's all eco-friendly and lead-free. With an awesome selection of baits and colors, they've got a variety of techniques covered for you. Finesse Jigs, Underspins, Nico Weights, Ned Rigs, and more are all waiting for you at jadesjigs.com. And while you're there, use promo code FNF10 for 10% off your purchase. That's jadesjigs.com and promo code FNF10 for 10% off. A huge selection and crazy fast shipping is already enough to turn heads as an online tackle shop. But Omnia Fishing sets themselves apart with their ambassador program. With Omnia, you can send in fishing reports for your local lakes that recommend baits, structure, tactics, and gear. And when another angler takes your advice and purchases something from your report, you get credit for it to spend at Omnia. The best part means that with Omnia Fishing, you can shop by lake and purchase baits and gear that are proven to work where you're fishing. To get started, go to OmniaFishing.com and use promo code FNF15 to save 15% on your first order. All right. So uh, at the time that we are recording this, yesterday was, um, was Ash Wednesday. So we have we have begun the season of Lent, um, which you know traditionally is a uh, a season of fasting and um, uh, a lot of a lot of people have the tradition of you know giving up something for Lent or fasting something in particular. Um, this year, uh, I decided I was going to uh, fast sweets for Lent. Um, so Lent is the 40 days leading up to Easter, um, and those 40 days do not include the Sundays in the count. So uh, some people say, you know, uh, have whatever it is you're fasting on Sundays because that's a celebration. Um, and uh, some people will go straight through. Everybody does it a little bit different. Um, Robert, you have any Lent traditions? No Lent traditions. Uh, I do try to do something every year so uh we're doing some sodas this year i'm trying to go the route that uh that you went uh i guess maybe you did that at the first of the year or whatever but that's definitely uh been one of my vices over the years and uh i find once uh, we usually do like a sugar-free uh deal in january so that really cuts out all the sodas in january too we didn't as much do that this year, but I find when I get through that first week, it's usually pretty smooth sailing after that. Once you get used to not, you know, reaching for that Coca-Cola or Dr. Pepper or whatever. I like them all. I'm not, uh, I like all the sodas. So, uh, but yeah, that's, that's what I'm going to cut out. I try to do one thing a year and I, I really do think having something to, you know, remind you, um, you know, basically that, Satan's around the corner at every turn and just having some cutting something out and knowing what that represents, um, you know, is, is definitely a good thing and kind of recenters myself um, and maybe some bad habits that I've gotten into. Uh, so I, I like to take that opportunity to kind of recenter. Yeah, for sure. Um, yeah. Uh, just a quick update on my, my resolution to give up sodas. It is going phenomenally. I no longer crave them. Um, I, uh, 
I ordered a uh, a tea a few weeks ago at a drive-through, and they gave me a Pepsi instead. And whenever I tried it, it didn't taste good to me. And Pepsi was my drink, y'all. Like if 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 I was if I was drinking a soda, it was a Pepsi. There were there were days where I would go through, you know, like. Uh, two or three liters of Pepsi. <laughs> like, um, it was, uh, so for me to like, uh, to get it and be like, oh, that's not what I wanted. Like, that's yeah. a good deal. That's a good but, thing. Um, but yeah, a lot of times people, um, people do tend to use this, this season as a, um, as a time to kind of, oh, I can give this up and lose a little bit of weight or something like that. Um, you know, I try not to have those kinds of ulterior motives for, for, uh, fasting, but, um, I will say, uh, for me, you know, every time, every time I crave something while that I'm fasting, while I'm fasting it, um, what I try to do is every time I have that craving, I try to say a prayer or I, I read some scripture, or do a devotional or something. And basically, you know, the, the point is to replace whatever that was with Jesus during that time. Um, and, uh, yeah, that's, um, that's always been how, how I look at it. And, um, you know, my family would do, um, like growing up, my family would do, we don't watch TV during, uh, during Lent. Um, and that was always tough. Um, because, you know, March growing up, TV was the deal. March madness starts during Lent. That's right. Yeah. Um, you just have to go to all the games in person then. (laughs) (laughs) Um, but but yeah, so so that was that was always tough, but it it always brought us closer together as a family because you know while you're eating dinner, now you're talking instead of watching TV. Uh, but I will say something that we did that I find a lot of people doing during Lent is we found loopholes, right? So, well, we're not watching TV; we're watching a movie. There you go, um, kind of thing. <laughs> and so I want to encourage you that. Um, one, if you're somebody who's out there doing those, like finding a loophole, like you're not the only one and it's, it's not the end of the world that you're doing that. But I also want to encourage you to, to, to attempt to, to go through Lent without finding, without finding loopholes and, and trying to truly replace, replace what it is you're fasting with Jesus and not, not trying to replace them with, or replace sodas with sweet tea or replacing tv with movies or whatever you know so yeah um, or no no cookies but i'm gonna eat all the cake right <laughs> right um not gonna have a not gonna have for me one that i that i always did was, was fast food I, I would do that one a lot and uh, during like during college and right after college, I, I ate a lot of fast food. I still eat too much fast food, but um, but I would do you know, not not having fast food, and it would be like, well, you know, take out Chinese food. I'll have that, 
and you know people would ask me um well, what is your uh what's your definition of fast food and it all of a sudden became this thing that i have to like i have to justify every decision that i make because i'm i'm fasting this kind of thing and it's um that's another thing i wanted to bring up was you know if you're on the other side of that don't be the person who feels like you have to please somebody else's fasting you know that's between them and god you don't need unless they ask you to be their accountability partner you don't need to be involved in that and um and don't try so hard to define everything in terms of this you know my general rule of thumb is you know if i'm giving up sweets and i have like a sweet drink like does that count as a sweet if if i feel if if after i do it if i feel like um i cheated there yeah then i shouldn't then i shouldn't have done right. it you know, yeah that's that that's the limit for me like do i feel like do i feel like i i should not have done that and just kind of listen to listen to what the holy spirit is telling you about it and and all that good stuff so um what are do you have any any other kinds of thoughts or anything you want to add on on the lent season no i think that's a great way to explain it i think you had a lot of great points and uh you know, definitely, like you said, the main thing is, is when you're giving something up for it to remind you what that 40 days is all about. And, uh, you know, to stop and do a little prayer. And that's something that I know that I don't do enough of is stopping and 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 talking to God in prayer. I mean, it, it's your life and everybody's lives for the most part are so what we call busy now is a lot of times I don't stop and reflect and say a prayer here or there. Um, it's just on to the next thing, you know, whether it's, you got to go to work, you got to get home. I got to do this. You got to do the next thing. And, you know, and then try to fit something that you like into that. And it, it is just, you sometimes like these 40 days is like, Oh man, I, I need to think about this a lot more because every time that you're like, Oh, I want to get whatever I can't have. And, you know, so I think it just brings, like I said before, just everything back to center and really focusing on, you know, stopping and being thankful for what we have and saying a prayer for the things that, we want to do better on and you know uh, a lot of times i'll try to ask for strength to help me be an example to bring people closer to christ and um you know it's a good thing for me because it's you just let everything get in the way of the things that are the most important and now i'm going to circle back to something that you said before that doesn't have to do with lint but i thought it was cool and if i don't say it i'm going to forget it but when you caught your fish and you called your dad <clears throat> at some point in time, everybody's going to lose your parent or parents. So if you're listening to this, stop and call your dad, stop and call your mom. And that's one thing I wish I would have done more of. My mom is still here. My dad's passed away 
um, quite a while ago. But, you know, take the time to do that as well. You know, take the time to pray and take the time to do the older that you get, you start to realize uh, a lot of the things that you thought were important really aren't. And right. um, I'll be 49 this year and I probably still, I know I still have a ton to learn, but my outlook on what's important now versus even 10, 15 years ago, totally, totally different. And there's no way you can explain that to somebody other than when they, when you get to that point, you'd be like, Oh, understand what, what they were talking about. And I've done that many times in my life. Like I used to think I could be the best parent in the world before I had kids. And then you have kids and you're like, Oh, no wonder that they were doing that in the restaurant and their kids were being loud. Uh, because you know what, those, that mom and dad was doing the absolute best that they could at that point. <laughs> so uh, stop and call your mom, stop and call your dad, your brother, your sister, stop and pray more. And uh, so there you go. That was kind of off on a tangent, but I did, it just made me think when you said that I was like, yeah, that's pretty cool. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it a little bit of a, of a tangent, but I mean, it's, it's still right on point. Right. I yeah. mean, uh, stop and stop and call your, your heavenly father, stop and call your earthly father and your yeah. mother and, and family and um and just enjoy enjoy the people in your life while you got them um but yeah um and you know this this lent season you know take this time to um to get get ready um for what's coming i mean easter is coming and easter is kind of that's that's the the point, right? For in, when it comes to Christianity, that's that's the that's the season that that is the reason, so to speak. Right. Like, I mean, um, yeah. I mean, you know, Jesus Jesus came. Uh, God God sent His Son and and sacrificed Him for us, and that's that's what it's all about. I mean. We we have gotten so lost in the details that a, a lot of times we um, there goes Rosie. Um, there uh, a lot of times we we forget that you know we we lose we lose sight of the forest for the trees. So yeah, um, so yeah, that's a uh, that's that's kind of our um, uh, our our take on Lent. Uh, let's, uh, let's say thank you to a couple other sponsors and then we'll, we'll dive into our, our other topic for tonight. Get outdoors. Pedal and Paddle is one of the largest canoe, kayak, and cycling retailers in the Southeast with a huge selection of kayaks, canoes, bikes, and all the accessories needed to experience paddling and cycling comfortably and safely. Get Outdoors helps to expand and educate the paddling community through their free demos held on local lakes in the Greensboro, North Carolina area. And through in-store clinics and on-the-water courses and demos. And we'll even get your new boat rigged up for kayak fishing for you. Stop by the shop in Greensboro, North Carolina or check out shopgetoutdoors.com to be wowed by their selection. 
Few things ruin your day on the water as bad as losing gear, but with the retrieval devices for fishing rods, action cams, bow fishing bows, and more from Save Your Outdoors, you don't have to let dropping your stuff ruin your day because you can get it back. The pressure sensitive filter keeps water from rain and quick dips in the water out, but it lets water in when your gear goes overboard to release a float attached to your gear by 60 feet of line so you can get it back. Go to SaveYourOutdoors.com to learn more and try some for yourself and use promo code FNFP15 to save 15% on your order. That's S-A-V-U-R-Outdoors.com and promo code FNFP15. All right. Um, so if you're watching on YouTube, uh, again, I apologize for the volume of the Save, save Your Ad. Um, I haven't gotten it fixed yet. Um, and I will do my best to get that uh, get that done as soon as possible. But uh, yeah, so Robert, let's talk. Something I wanted to talk about was was worship. Um, so this year, another one of my goals was to get back into music more. Um, and uh, first off, let, let's start there. So in in pretty much every um, every circle. You think of worship, you immediately think of music. Um, so worship doesn't have to be music, right? Um, so, like, of course, that's the first thing I think of because I, I play music and I played for multiple churches and and in a couple of different bands that played like led led worship at camps and played at um, and at churches and stuff. So, um, like, but I mean. Worship can be through spoken word. Worship can can be through actions, um, you know, dancing or 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 whatever. So, um, uh, so yeah, um, let's let I guess let's start there. Yeah. Um, so, to you, what is worship? Yeah, I'll give you my take on it, and I, a lot of what. <clears throat> I think of as worship aligns with with some of what you just said. I guess the first thing that comes to my mind when I hear somebody say, you know, going to worship or the word worship is the whole act of uh, worshiping our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. So that's the first thing that comes to my mind is just the whole act of either going to church or worshiping in your own way and um you know and to tie this back to fishing because we've had a whole lot of faith in this episode and to tie it back to fishing though i swear when you're out in the morning time before a tournament because normally it takes a tournament to get me out there before that sun comes up um but (laughs) when you're out there and it's dark and you are either pedaling or paddling to your spot and the sun starts coming up and the daylight breaks and the activity tends to ratchet up and the sun starts coming up. I swear that that is one of the times where I feel like I'm worshiping the most because I am actively thinking about God's creation and everything that's around me. Um, So I think of that as, worship as well because that brings my mind to what I am I'm actively worshiping like thank you for all these things and you know it ties back into family when you start thinking about all that and 
Um, you know, and then the other the other thing I think of when worship, and I may have shared this on the podcast before, but uh, after my dad uh, passed away, my mom remarried and um, uh, great guy takes good care of my mom and, and does all the things that as a, as a son, he, he does all the things that you would want for your mom, you know, someone to be remarried to. Uh, but he, uh, is a great musician and a great singer. And so when I think of worshiping, uh, the church that they attend now, they drive about uh, 45 minutes to because they live uh, relatively close to Nashville, Tennessee, and and that kind of on the border of Tennessee and Kentucky. So the church they actually go to, she lives in Tennessee, but it's in Kentucky. But it, there's a lot of musicians that live centrally around that area. And so when I think of worship, it always <laughs> brings me back to going to church with her now. Um, so I just went a, probably maybe three weeks back and, and we went to church on that Sunday. So basically their service is the absolute opposite of most churches because most churches you go in and you have a 10 minute worship music set at the beginning and then maybe 40 minutes of a sermon and then you usually close with a song or two and then go about your merry way for the week. Well, this is the exact opposite because they do music for about 45 minutes and then there's about a seven to 10 minute sermon. And then they close with more music because they all love playing music so much that basically the whole service is almost all music and the music is phenomenal uh, every time. Um, so if so, maybe I'll send you a link. I don't. I think they probably record those and, and post them up somewhere. Uh, but I'll look and see if I can find a link, and you can put it put it down below in that um, because it is a a great time. So when I think of worship and worship music, that's the first thing that comes to my mind because it always makes me chuckle when I go to church because it's like you know you're going to a a, a concert with a little snippet of a sermon in there. Right. Yeah. Yeah, so I mean, yeah, definitely music is a is a is a big part of worship for a lot of people. But I mean, like you look at the Church of Christ, you know, they do every Sunday they meet and they have their their worship service, but they don't play music. Um, and I haven't, I've never been to one, um, but I would love to see what that looked like. Um, but I definitely wanted to. I was going to also bring up. You beat me to it worship on the water uh, oh yeah i mean uh to me that is that's definitely where i feel closest to god that's where um like it, it's it's just so easy to 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 be be in that that mindset of of praise and and of worship and of um so for me uh worship is a lot of you know like just focusing on god and whether that be like and for as a worship leader um you know that ends up being a, a difficult line to tiptoe um anytime you're leading worship because what you're doing is you're 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 taking people's focus and you're sending it to god and it can be so so easy 
uh, especially if you're a really good musician or, or whatever, it's so easy to, uh, to like have that, that last part broken and, and that attention just goes straight to you. Um, that's why a lot of times, you know, we, uh, the, the band that I played in, uh, or one of the bands that I played in, we, um, um, we had different types of sets for different things. We had worship sets where we were leading worship at churches. We had, we had concert sets, whatever we were going out and doing a concert for youth and getting them pumped up and everything. I mean, we would still do a couple worship songs and stuff throughout that set, but, uh, we're, but like as much as we, you know, we were trying our best to point things towards God and stuff. We were, we were putting on a show. We were, we were there to do a concert and get paid. Um, so, um, that can be a really difficult line to, to, to teeter. And, um, uh, it's, it's so interesting to me, the different ways that, that people, um, that people worship. Cause I mean, um, I, I talked to a pastor one time, had a pastor who said, you know, we, we were doing, we were, we were discussing the difference between our, our contemporary service and our traditional service and, uh, where things needed to be in each service. And he was like, if it were up to me, we'd be doing Gregorian chants. And it's like, wow, that is a worship preference I did not know still existed. But I mean, more power to you, man. Um, I mean, if you're getting something out of that, go for it, bro. But um, it's definitely not something I feel like I could, I could truly yeah. like I was worshiping to. But I mean, yeah. Um, but I mean, it's really easy. Uh, as easy as it is to, to worship in the, in the, the times where everything's good and everything for me, some of the most powerful worship and really some of the easiest worship to me as, as weird as this sounds is whenever everything's not going right. The difficult times. Um, I, uh, I talk about it a, a lot in, in different circles, but uh, so my very first tournament as chaplain for CCKF uh, central Carolina kayak fishing um, I was, uh, I was doing, it was the, uh, it was a, it was a warm up event, uh, for last year. Uh, we were, uh, fishing Harris and it, it was going to be the worst weather possible. I mean, we had warm, uh, Ooh, Harris, <laughs> yay, Jordan. Um, we, we had, um, we had warm thunderstorms in the morning and by the time we got off the water it was uh it was snowing and sleeting with a wind chill of like 20 and it was um it was i I mean the wind was was gusting at 45 all day and uh the next day you know guys were were shaking ice off their guides um i mean it was it was crazy but um, I got up and I was, I was doing a prayer call before the, the tournament. Um, and, uh, I, I think one, one guy called in and we, uh, sitting there talking and I was, I was listening and I mean, 
thunder was booming, the wind was gusting, it was pouring down rain. And there were these two little wrens that were just singing at the top of their lungs. As like, what a perfect illustration of what it's like to 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 sing to God and just let your like make a joyful noise no matter what your situation is. I mean, those those little wrens were, I mean, they they were they were singing their contact calls like their their uh, their song that. So the way wren uh, wrens do their mating calls is they uh, they like one will sing one one part and the other will sing the other part and they do it um, like it, if you if you listen to it, it it'll sound like one smooth thing and that's how they that's how they find find their mate is the the song that fits um and but i mean these two these two wrens were singing this this contact call which typically is you know they're far away from each other and that's how they they make sure that everybody's okay um they they sing they sing their song and whenever somebody else finishes it they know that that their wife or their their husband's okay and i mean these two were sitting side by side just just singing them so that was that was really awesome just that kind of illustration and that that kind of just um god using his creation to kind of show show humanity how it's done kind of thing um but i mean you there's there's a bunch of songs that kind of put into to light the that kind of you know casting crowns has a praise you in this storm um Cutlass has one of my favorites. It's Even If is the name of it. And um, talking about worshiping even if the healing doesn't come. Um, so that's a that's a powerful uh, kind of uh, kind of view of it as well. But those times where, you know, whenever you hit rock bottom, the first thing you tend to do is you reach up and um that's kind of um, kind of a, a big big part of worship to me is is you know I, I I can't do this I I need you um, so that's a that's a big part of it for me um, I know uh, and a, a lot of this is going to be focused around music because that's that's a way that I I do a lot of my worship but um, so, uh, your your thoughts on the on the act of like raising your hands and and that kind of stuff during worship. Um, you know, you got the like you carrying the TV and then you're carrying the big screen and the. the <laughs> I think that. Um, It's not something that I personally do a lot of. Uh, I will clap and I will think that I'm doing a pretty good job singing as well. When somebody's, you know, when somebody's leading worship. Um, But I also sometimes wish that I would be one of those people that was raising my hand. I don't. but I think sometimes that I, that I should. And I think there's a lot of people that feel that way. Like there's, you know, I mean, 
most people when you go to church like we sit and try to sit in sort of the same general area each time just because that's maybe that's where we sit at the first time we went to church that church i has been 10 12 years ago now but and we continue to sit in the same general area unless we're super late which we try not to be but sometimes now we have to scrounge for seats but um if if we do run late but um you know there's a few people that sit in front of me that i know when when it starts you know those hands are, are about to go up and you know what i think that's exactly what they feel like and they they feel like putting their hands up and they feel like you know looking up to the lord and so i love it it's just not something that that i do um but you know uh, there's a few videos that are going around that are kind of poking fun at some people that are dancing crazily is probably the most politically correct way to say that and they're worshiping and you know it is looks kind of crazy I mean, it is crazy but i'm like you know what if that's how they feel and and they want to dance around like that more power to them it's better than a lot of other things that you could be doing um so i, I like the raising of the hands um but i'm just a clapper I mean, I might sway side to side every once in a while, but. <laughs> Not very, so what about you? For me, um, yeah, I, I'm a big, big proponent of, um, I mean, let, let the Holy Spirit do its thing inside of you and whatever that ends up doing to your body, let it be. But I'll also warn you, if you're doing that because of, like you think it looks good, um, it, it brings attention to you. You're doing it for the looks. You know, there's a there's a few few passages in scripture where it warns you not to do that. Right. Um. um it. I, mm, worship that's not authentic is not is not highly looked upon by God. So, um. But yeah. I, um. I used to be the cynic that was that was back there judging everybody who was raising their hands like you're doing that because of your looks like yeah. you think it looks good and it's like it every time this song plays i can set my watch to when you're going to be raising your hands kind of thing and right. uh kind of thing so it, there's no way it's but you know what i was doing is i was not paying attention to to god i wasn't worshiping i was i was paying attention yep. to everybody else i was yep. being a little bit uh, not a little bit i was just being a lot judgmental and um uh but i was at a um a concert with um um mike donahay's the lead singer i don't remember the 10th avenue north um and they were talking about how they kind of felt the same way at first and uh and then somebody said to them that you know, whenever I raise my hands during worship, I'm not saying, Hey, look at me. Hey, look at me. And I'm reaching up and saying, daddy, pick me up. And I'm like, Ooh, that <laughs> stung a little bit. Huh? <laughs> that's, that's not, that's not what I was. I not was what you were envisioning. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, I'm, if, if, 
the Holy Spirit is is working inside of you and telling you to move, I say move. Yep. Um, if the Holy Spirit is working inside of you and telling you close your eyes, I say close your eyes. If the Holy Spirit is inside of you and saying, just stand there and sing, man. Just stand there and sing. Yeah. I'm. I'm. Whatever. Whatever you're being led to do, I. To, I do it, and it's it, it's hard uh, to to do the to to do it and not feel embarrassed sometimes but uh, you got to stop thinking about yourself you're you're worshiping right now your focus should be elsewhere so so put that focus elsewhere and do it that's that's my that's my take on on that but yeah is there has there been a a, a particular song that, that has gotten you gotten you uh oh there's several songs that i really really like and i think um and i mentioned it on here before i know because i had a t-shirt on one night with larry fleet on it but it's it no it's not a church song it's a song that he wrote and uh, it got played on the radio some but it's where i find god and uh so i love that song and i just love what it says um, but as far as, um, songs that you would hear at a worship service, um, in church, I mean, I kind of like some of the old stuff, the old gospel songs, cause my dad's singing a gospel quartet. So a lot of times they'll blend some of the older songs with, with some newer contemporary stuff. So anytime that they do that, um, I, I love that, but I like a lot of the newer contemporary stuff too. Um, uh, to the table, I think is the name of, uh, I, I won't ever be able to remember the artist's name, um, but he has several different songs. I'll think about it in a minute when you're talking and blurt it out. But, <laughs> <laughs> um, but he, he has several songs that I like. Uh, what about you? What are your, some of your favorites? Well, so for me, um, I, uh, I do not like Southern gospel or, uh, I'm not a huge, I, I really like the words of hymns, but I do not like organ music. I know I'm going to step on some toes there and I apologize. That's just, that's my personal preference. I, I'm a, I'm a rocker and I, I was all about the, you know, the Metallica and the Lincoln park and all that. So there's a band uh, called seventh day slumber. And here over the past couple decades, they really got into doing worship albums and they would take like, uh, how great is our God and just put it down into drop C and rock it out. And, I really enjoy that style. Um, I think uh, Cutlass's version of Word of God Speak is is one that is, is a big one for me. Um, but I mean, I don't really like, I, I have my favorites to play um, and I have, have my favorites to listen to. But in terms of my favorites to to worship to, I'd say say stuff like Word of God Speak, um, um, 
as as cheesy as I think the song is from a musical standpoint, uh, where I belong um, by uh, Building Four Twenty Nine is uh, is a pretty powerful song. Um, so yeah, then uh, there's. I've got a couple that I'm trying to remember as well. So yeah, I looked that one up. It's Zach Williams is the guy's name to the table and, and chain breaker is another one that a lot of people would know. Okay. Yeah. Uh, But both of those songs. Um, Also, if you want to just really get into, uh, to the, the spirit and, and, and stuff, but also want to like, want to do it to some really technically, advanced music and just uh, like really, really, really uh, like um, music that just is, like I said, from a technical standpoint, it's just really, really, really good. Um, but they're, they, they do a lot of really awesome worship stuff. Uh, the digital age is fantastic. Um, they are the, uh, so whenever the David Crowder brand, the David Crowder band broke up and David Crowder went off and did his own thing, he wanted to do more folky stuff. The rest of the band is the digital age and it's a really, uh, really cool. They do like, uh, my favorite version of break every chain. Um, so they, they do some really awesome stuff. So, um, and I could sit here and, you know, list off all of the all of the bands and talk about the songs that i love from them but that's that's starting to to kind of go down the rabbit hole of taking taking the the focus and taking it away from god and taking it to the brand the bands right so right um so yeah um that's uh that's kind of all i had on the, the worship side of things i, I don't want to and end up being a oh I love this band and this band and this band yeah no I'm 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 the same way uh, it was a uh, pretty good to to talk about uh, some of that and have swing more to the face side uh, for an episode so for uh, sure I, well, yeah let's let's thank uh thank some sponsors again and uh, then we'll close it out sounds good. Mr. B Lure Company is making high-quality handcrafted lures and has been for 30 years, right here in the U.S. Using all-metal components, owner and gamakatsu hooks, and silicone or frog hair skirts, Mr. B is pumping out some awesome spinner baits, jigs, buzz baits, underspins, and more, including some of the most unique bladed jigs on the market. To fill up your tackle box, go to MrBLureCompany.com, that's MrBLureCompany.com, and use promo code FAITHINFISHINPOD1X10 at checkout to save 10% on your first order. That's FAITH the letter N, FISH the letter N, P-O-D, so FAITHINFISHINPOD, just like our Instagram handle, 1X10. If a fly rod is your weapon of choice, check out Atollus. Their fly caddy is the most convenient way to get your favorite flies to the water or just keep them handy by clipping it to your hat, truck visor, backpack, rod case, or just whatever. You can also bundle it up with flies from independent fly tires that Atollus has teamed up with through their Flylight project. Choose from bundles specializing in redfish, carp, saltwater, or freshwater. 
head over to atolas.co, that's A-T-O-L-L-A-S dot C-O, to get your fly caddy today and use promo code FAITHINFISH15 to save 15% on your order. That's FAITH the letter N, FISH the number 15 at checkout for 15% off. And just a reminder, everyone watching on YouTube, to use the promo code that you hear, not the one that you see. I still have not fixed that ad, but um, I will get that done soon as well. Um, so, yeah, Robert, uh, final thoughts, man. Final thoughts. Hmm. I just hope everyone, and, and probably when this airs, it'll be um, a week or so um, into Lent, but hopefully everybody's doing good and uh, taking a break and, you know, doing a little bit of extra prayer for those times that you're uh, drawn to uh, closer to God. And, uh, you know, really, I think, and I was going to say this at the end of what you were talking about before, um, but, you know, uh, about the, the hand raising or how other people are worshiping or whatever. And you know what? if we all take care of ourselves and, and worry about what, what we're doing and, and how we're worshiping and quit worrying about what everybody else is doing, um, you know, not only in the worship side, but, but in the life side too. Um, I had a situation at, at work uh, this week that was <clears throat> one of the coworkers. I don't work closely with this fella, um, but you know, I mean, we conver- conversate whenever we pass each other or whatever, but you know, he wasn't really super nice to me one day, and he usually is a pretty jolly guy and, uh, you know, kind of rubbed me the wrong way. And then I started thinking about it. And I was like, you know what? I'm not going to let – he was having a bad day. I'm not going to let his bad day make me have a bad day. So, you know what? I'm just like I'd be nice to him the next time that I see him or whatever too, and hopefully he works out whatever he was working out. And I think, you know, as you – mature and get more age on you that that's the way a lot of people feel as well. If we take care of ourselves and worry about ourselves and, and treat everybody the way that we want to be treated, you're not going to get that in return a whole lot. But if you don't get it in return, let that lay with the other person. It's not, that's not on you. And I, I wasn't going to let that guy make me have a bad day that day. I was like, you know what? That's cool. If you want to do that and you, you know, want to not be nice to me, then hopefully whatever is making you feel that way, you're going to work out. But whatever, I'm going to say, hey, the next time I see you too. <laughs> so uh, not really go as far as to say kill them with kindness, but, you know, worry about yourself. And if you're doing things the right way and and you're worshiping the way that you want to worship and if somebody's doing it how they want to do it and if that's what they want to do roll with it buddy uh, you know the same way in your in your life just you know take care of the things you want to take care of and uh, treat people the right way and let the chips fall where they are absolutely man um, main thing uh, that I just kind of wanted to get across this episode was um, you know make a make an effort to to worship uh, in your in your everyday life, uh, make an effort to worship while you're out on the water, 
to me, like I said, it's not much of an effort because it's a lot easier there than it is anywhere else. Um, but, uh, you know, take that time to, to, to put some focus on God. That's, that's what worshiping is all about is, is, you know, it, it's singing praise. It's, it's giving thanks. It's, um, it's all that, but the main thing is it's, it's putting the focus on God and opening yourself to, to experience God and hear what the spirit is saying and all that good stuff. Um, and also to, you know, encourage everyone, uh, to have a, have a good Lent season. Um, you know, take, take some time to fast, even if it's not the whole 40 days, take, take some time to fast something. And every time that you are, are drawn to that something, you know, replace that something with, with Jesus, uh, say a quick prayer or, throw up in your Bible, throw up in a devotional and kind of like, like Robert was saying, recenter. Um, so, um, yeah. And, uh, the only other thing I wanted to really get across this episode was, you know, I caught a seven pounder this weekend. <laughs> <laughs> I did have one more thing too, that is probably like the elephant in the room, but really probably only to me and you, we didn't plan the hats for every anybody that's watching on YouTube. We we have the same hat on, just in a different color. But we when we came on earlier, we were just like, "Oh, nice hat!" And I <laughs> I've been wearing this hat for a while just because I like the color. And then it was the first one when it was the, it was the closest one when I got out of the shower. I threw it on and got on here and. Uh, Cam's got the same hat on in a different color. So, and we do love cash and rods too, but yeah, it's yeah. just like, Oh, well, okay. Uh, it's too far to walk to get another hat. So we're just going to have to wear the same hat. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, for sure. All right, y'all. Um, well, that is, uh, that's going to do it for this episode again. Um, you know, take some, take some time to, to worship and, and give some praise to, to God this week. And, uh, and, and, it, while you're listening to this, you know, just kind of kind of refocus yourself. Um, and uh, if you're if you're fasting, uh, you know, I'll I'll say a quick quick prayer uh, to make sure that you know, to just to kind of kind of help out with uh, if you're if you're craving that chocolate or that chewing gum or that soda or or that uh, that TV show or uh, or whatever it is. Um, you know, I'll, I'll say a quick prayer for you to to uh, to kind of help help refocus you. But uh, I'll do that real quick, and then and then we'll close it out. God, thank you so much for uh, everyone who's listening to this podcast. Uh, thank you for Robert, myself, and uh, and just every breath that we take. Uh, thank you for this season of Lent, for Easter, and and for. Uh, the sacrifice that you and Jesus made for, for us so that we can, we can spend eternity with you. Um, and if anyone's listening to this, that, uh, that does not know you, I pray that you, uh, you tug at their heart and that they are responsive to that. And, uh, and I pray that, uh, that if anyone right now is, is fasting and that they are struggling with that fast, I pray that you, uh, you enter into that that gap in in their life and and fill it up so that their their cravings are uh, are are diminished and that they are 
uh, everything there is completely replaced with you. And I uh, pray that you give everyone who is who is listening to this safety as, as if they're on the road. I uh, hope that they are not bowing their head and closing their eyes, God. Um, I pray that, pray that uh, you keep everybody safe and give everybody healing that is, that is in need of that. And, um, and give everybody a great week. Uh, in Jesus' name, amen. Amen. All right. Well, uh, that's going to do it for this episode, y'all. Y'all take care and God bless. Thank you for listening to the Faith and Fishing podcast. Faith and Fishing is produced and hosted by Cam Steele and Robert Randolph and is sponsored by Savior Outdoors, Jay's Jigs, Get Outdoors Pedal and Paddle, Mr. B. Lure Company, Atolas, and Omnia Fishing. Don't forget to join the Facebook community, follow us on Instagram, and subscribe, rate, and review us on whatever app you're listening on. That's going to do it for this episode. Y'all take care and God bless.